Hi guys, welcome to Life Matters Another Day. Hope you've had an amazing day. Um, let's start here. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome guys. Welcome to the show. Um, hope your weekend has been going great. Um, mine has been very, very rocky, but um, we bless God. We bless God for life. We thank God for how he has brought us thus far. Um, please make sure you share with your friends. Share, share, share. Uh, we're live on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram. So if you want to join us, make sure that you share and let your friends know that we are live on all our social media platforms. Um, just follow at Life Matters and And as you can hear, my co-host, uh, Jojo. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, madam. Hi, madam. How are you doing? Um, so today we will be talking about something very important. Um, it's a topic that I never knew that, um, I think I'd never just seen that sort of topic before, to be very sincere with you. Um, and it's the title of a book by um, Jonathan and Ayanna Kilgore. And the title is I Quit. And um, listening to um a live um, session right now with um, Kevin Bond, one of the things he said was it's very important for everyone to stick their guns to what they're good at and be and master those skills. And, you know, the book was about um, before you say you quit that marriage or before you say you quit that relationship, before you say you quit whatever it is that you feel like you want to quit art, um, you have to ask yourself certain questions. You have to see the bigger picture, the brighter picture. Um, and I and I feel like it's very important that before you give up on that um, person or that marriage or that relationship, you have to ask yourself those questions. You have to um, go back to the drawing board sometimes and just ask yourself how this thing has been going or how you have to be better at whatever it is that you're doing. Um, it's very key, it's very important to actually have those things in play because a lot of people get overwhelmed by what exactly they're going through and what they've been through. Um, I'm just going to read some experts from the movie. Um, I'm just waiting for my guests to join in. Um, yes. Um, so I'm just going to read the um, introduction, just, just a preface of the book, um, and we, we continue with our conversation. Um, so the book says, re redefining your perspective can take you from I quit to I refuse to quit. Though marriage can be one of the best decisions you make in life, it often starts far from the happily ever after seen in fairy tales. However, there is great love and fulfillment with marriage between a couple committed to doing the work. So it's not just you and the person just saying, oh, you're not going this way, I quit, or you're not going my way, I quit, or you're not doing things the way I want you to do it, I quit. It doesn't work that way. Um, what happens when the bleach wears off? People say that, oh, there's that honeymoon phase. Um, there's that phase where everybody's just excited. Um, I just want to kind of enjoy the lovey, lovey, lovey dovey season of life. Um, Sorry, guys, just one minute. Hey, we're having a bit of some. Um, uh, 15, 20 minutes till, so I am. Okay, so my, my guests are just having a connectivity issue, so she sent me a message. Um, so we'll just um, wait on them while they come back, and we'll, we'll continue reading the book. Um, so we're we're talking about the book I Quit, and if it's your first time joining, this is Life Matters Anwadidere. It's an inspiring um show. Um, it's a podcast where we share um our our day to day life issues, day to day life matters, and we also share um different perspective, godly perspective on different aspects of life. Um, so if this is your first time joining, welcome. So we're reading from the book, I Quit, by Jonathan and Ayanna Kilgore. Now, though marriage can, like, like I read before, um, redefining your perspective can take you from I quit to I refuse to quit. And a lot of times, a lot of people have that issue where they rather say, oh, I quit. I'd rather not do this. I'd rather not do that. 
rather than just going and sticking their guns to the fact that, oh, you know what? I will not quit on this thing. I will not um, get myself doubled up by whatever anybody does. I'm going to give this relationship or this marriage a fighting chance. And I know with the COVID, a lot of people have been able to like open and unbottle everything that's going with them. And it happens to the best of us where we feel like we're really good in communication. We're very good at uh, when it comes to things, when it comes to marriage or relationships. And you see that you are actually still and just learning. Um, and it says, what happens when the bliss wears off? What happens when the honeymoon phase goes and you're not able to, to do the work? And it's that what happens when you you kind of look at the person you got married to and you're like, is this the person I got married to? <laughs> um, what happens when everything turns upside down, right? What happens when proclivities and old habits keep your marriage at a standstill? There are some things that even I myself, I'm trying to work on myself to be a better person in my marriage. And some of those things can create a standstill in your marriage. Some of those things can create... Uh, 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 what they call it? You can, you, some some of those things will not let your marriage progress. Some of your bad habits, your old habits, habits that probably people have been telling you for a very long time, and you feel like, oh, you know what? It's not it's not um disrupting anyone's life. It's not it's not doing anything. So why why should I in the first place even give it um or or why, why should I in the first place? Okay, my guests are joining me. Yay, 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 yay. Okay, let me just add them in. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, I believe, do you want to speak so that I can hear you? Hey, how are you? Can you hear us? Yippee, amazing, amazing. <laughs> it's like the mic works since the internet didn't want to work, right? <laughs> Oh my, oh my, the devil is a liar. <laughs> he is, he is, he is. How's your Saturday going? How's your day been? It was great until about uh, 3.30 when we start trying to log on, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, so excuse us while we situated, but hey, here's, here's to live show in real life, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's Thank true, so that's true. Thank you so much. Oh my, I've been, I've been so good to the book since I got it because I was having issues getting the ad copy to get in before we had the live show. So I saw that I could get it on Kindle and I, I was trying to get on Kindle, but unfortunately for me, by the time I, I said I would get it on Kindle, I kept having this block. I, I, I didn't understand why I couldn't buy it on Kindle until two days ago. And I'm like, I've been stuck on the books and I start reading it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I love every minute. So for those just joining us, um, funny enough, I just met Ayana. I think it was last week or like 10 days ago. And she was speaking. I literally just joined that room on Clubhouse. I even didn't know what they were talking about. But I saw that they were talking about Christian professionals and people that were just fulfilling purpose as Christians. And I joined the room and I heard this woman speak. And she's like, oh, her and her husband are doing this, they're doing that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to hear who this person is. So I immediately just click on, a, on her link. I go follow her. I go straight on Instagram. And I'm like, I listen to you just now. Amazing work you do. Because I, I also work with the young adults in my church. And it was just amazing hearing all the amazing things you do. And then you talk about the book. And I just went to get the sample of the book. And I'm like, no, I have to get this book. Okay, I have to have you guys on the show today. So I'm wow. so excited to have you and your husband on the show today. Um, so I was just reading um, just the introduction of the book. So before I continue, or before we continue with the show, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do to relax on a Saturday like this? Apart from like being on the show right now, on a Saturday <laughs> like this, to relax, how do you refresh yourself? All right, you, you want to go? Yeah, so go. like right now, right right before we came on, Yana's trying to get online and everything. I'm in the kitchen cooking, <laughs> the house is smelling all good. So that's relaxing no, no, no. for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I got beef tips and mushrooms and greens and, and rice and everything. Wow. So when we get off, we can have dinner. But that's relaxing for me because during the week, I don't get a chance to um, do, do do that type of cooking. It's like we're so so busy. So on a Saturday, to get a chance to do that and um, maybe and then catch a good movie. 
you know, and nice, just hang out nice, with each other, nice. meet each other, spend time, go to the park, things that we like to do to, with each other. So that's my Saturdays do uh, are like for me. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then and then honestly, that's how we started. We started our day um, this morning, and um, you know, the first thing that you're tempted to do is grab grab this, right? Um, and then he's like, hey. <laughs> Before we do that, let's talk about what we need from each other today. And so, you know, I, I had to immediately shut it off. And, um, and, I, and you know, I'm, I'm accustomed to that because on Monday through Friday, when I wake up, he's gone. So I can, you know, I check, you know, talk to God, check my phone. Then I go into the prayer room for my devotion time. So, you know, he's like, eh, bring it back in, which was fun. <laughs> Um, so I turned it off, we, you know, talked about, well, I would really need this today. And he told me what he really needed from the day. Um, and then we submitted that to God. We went immediately into prayer together. Um, he took me to breakfast this morning. Yeah. Um, so, beautiful. you know, other and kind of taking that time to be together because during the week is so much going on that we don't, yeah. we don't often get that. So just to relax, it's relaxing for me that it's relaxing for him that he gets to cook. Cause I don't have to. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> You know, and, and we get to enjoy the um, enjoy the meal. So yeah, just kind of like chilling and uh, just getting some 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 me time and some uh, important we time is is a good relaxing Saturday. I'll be out on the porch in just a little bit. That's my favorite place uh, out on the swing on the porch. So yeah, that, that, that that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I I don't I still don't think that my baby just clocked six months, so I still yeah. haven't figured out a schedule. <laughs> I was going to figure out a schedule that can work for me, like for my Saturday. So every day of my week is, um, I wake up, I thank God, and let's see how the day goes. But right. certain, yeah. things I have to do, <laughs> certain things I have to do during the day, um, I also edit videos for church, so I have to do that. I have to make sure that I get a couple of things done out, edit a couple of videos, create a couple of content. So it's always in between that, but... It, it was, I would say that it's a great joy having both of you here. Um, so let's, let, let's do as see people haven't read the book and just give us a tiny summary of um, how you met and um, the first three things that attracted you to one another. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. So we, we met, um, we were, I was 14 and Ayana was 13. Yeah. So it was, we were at a church youth conference, all right? Kind of like a youth kind of a Bible youth camp. And so, so it was my, my church's um, event, right? So Ayana comes, it's her first time coming. And so I see her from the backside, you know? So she has this, has this long blue jean skirt on and this red top and these, these LA gear high top tennis shoes on. I remember it like yesterday. So then <laughs> so I'm asking my buddy, like, who is that? Who is that? So, um, um, but from then on, you know, I did the great, you know, I did the um the famous letter, you know, would you go with me a little later? The yes, check, yes, check, no, or check, maybe. So, so she, of course, uh, long story short, she checked yes. But um, um, I don't know what, it was a, something about her that drew me to her. Of course, she was beautiful and all of that, but it was just something about the personality. Um, It was something about just... Uh, the person itself, I believe that God knew, even though I didn't know, but it, God knew that um, she was going to be my wife. And I didn't know that at that time, but it's, I just had to get to know her and start spending time with her. That's so sweet. So, so, <laughs> so, this is why I asked the second question. And it's because the, the topic is to rekindle, you know, a lot of times people get married and they forget all those things that brought them together. Um, they forget why they started. And, you know, I know as teenagers, you probably were just like, oh, who's this beautiful daughter of Jesus? <laughs> and, and, that, and, that, and that was the first stepping stone. But what has kept that same um, love and um, joy for the last 24 years? What is that thing that when you see her, you're just like, Woo, thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, the reason I... I really, um, I know, love Yana, and I still love her today. Is because she loved me for me. 
that was the thing that made that was the difference between all the other girls. You know, I'm a saxophonist and I'm a musician. And so um, I was playing the sax and a lot of girls come across the that, you know, I'm at the school, blah, 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 getting attention. That, that meant any, nothing to me because Ayana loved me when I was sounding bad on the saxophone. You know what I mean? So I was sounding like a duck. She still loved real me bad. real bad. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, you know, she just loved me because of, of me with all my faults. I could trust her with my 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 worst secrets, my my worst flaws. I can trust her with it without feeling like I have to be judged. But I could take it, and when I go to her, it's like a safe place. Mm-hmm. So so for a man, that's that's big. You know, everybody defines trust differently, but for me as a man, that's 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 humongous because, and that gives me that sparkle when she comes into the room because that's my safe place. She's my safe place. You know, she covers me. You know, so when we were dating. It was the same way. We were good friends. We became such good friends, yeah. and 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 for twenty four years, our friendship has just grown it, through the ups and downs. You know, you really know when you have someone that's in the in it for you when when you can go through conflicts and they can see you at your worst. You can see them at their worst, and then when you when it's all over, you can still be there for each other. Yeah, you know, you can still forgive and you can still love and still move and move forward. And that's what Ayana has been a consistent piece in my life since. The time I saw her in the blue jean skirt in the LA gear tennis shoes, you know, she's always been consistent. Yeah. And so, when so the answer to the answer to the question is that that she loved me for me, the consistency that she gives me, um, um, with all of my faults, all of my wrongs, whatever. And then, and then, and then on top of that, then on top of that, the, when we had children, she is the best mom that you could ever, ever, ever imagine. So to see the way that she loves my my kids, you know, through the years now, of course they're adults now, young adults, but through the years, oh, I love her. And and to see how my our children have turned out, oh, it makes me love her even the more because she's been a great mom. That's that's amazing. So Ayana, <laughs> well. If we go back to 13 and 14, I was not attracted to Jonathan at all. Uh, and um, I think it was really just Holy Spirit knew that that was our plan. And he you know, kept asking, kept asking. So um, we connected. But through his friendship and how he was such a good friend to me, that is really what uh, caused me to connect to him. And um, when, you know, when we get bumpy or, or when we got bumpy, it was re- Read, I mean, because we, we got we got in some rough places and, you you know, you have you have the book, but we got through some rough places. But I remember one of those times where we really just stopped and I told him I miss my friend. We were so busy trying to be husband and wife and fulfill those roles that, you know, society and our families had presented to us that we forgot about the friendship that really connected us in the first place. So I believe you always go back to um, to remembering the, the friendship and um, the things that brought together in the first place. Uh, and he was just fun. He's just fun to be around, you know, remember that kind of stuff and, and keep that forefront and don't be so busy of trying to be the perfect wife or the perfect husband or to fit a certain, um, a certain uh, role description, but be yourselves and make, you know, and, and create what works for you in your marriage. And that's what has kept me um, and, and brought me back. I won't say kept me, but even times that we <clears throat> waver it's that friendship and that connection that continues to draw um to draw me back and then one of the ba- uh, main things that you know um i'm sure we'll get into later is just going back as once we got now that we are married going back and remembering that vow that we took to cherish each other to treasure what was inside of him you know his 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 good characteristics, his flaws and all, you know, just cherish the person that he is, not what he does and not what he uh, uh, brings home for me or anything like, but cherishing who he is, who God designed him to be, um, because that's that's the person that God gave to me to be my husband, to be my covering. Um, so just remembering to cherish, you know, cherish everything about him. That's wow. <laughs> I. I can't even go back on that. Um, I think sometimes you just have to take, like you said, that conscious effort to remind yourself why you came together. Um, yeah. Funny enough, we're having this conversation this morning, talking about like a vision. Um, why? What, what's the purpose? Why did both of you come together? And it's very important for a lot of people. Aww. Once life, 
once life hits you, yeah. um, you're you're not able to sometimes. And, and I imagine probably those days reading the book. When I read the part where you said, "Oh, you got married," then by the time you came back home, um, you had to do another wedding. I when I first when I read that first, I'm like, "What?" Like <laughs> in in a in a Nigerian setting, you're you're gonna be judged for like. <laughs> <laughs> heads are gonna roll <laughs> but one of the things that that caught my attention in the introduction was this redefining your perspective can take you from i quit to i refuse to quit now what's yeah. that fighting factor is it a fighting factor when it comes to um two people because one of the things and i think i shared with ayana is I was just thinking of when I was drawing the plan for the year for my for my show and the third month I it was just laid in my head that there's always this this person got divorced that person got divorced there's always the now they have divorce parties they're not they're, they do a lot of things to celebrate why marriages are breaking and we never see between people that spend 20 30 40 years together and we never hear how they they did it because a lot of marriages some take about i've heard 60 minutes some i think the shortest um wedding is about 30 minutes or like 20 minutes where the husband i think he tripped and the wife didn't say like it was just a very for me it was a flimsy excuse but between the altar and coming out of the church they got divorced because one person didn't understand why the other person had to treat him or her a certain way right and in my head i felt like what happens when the bliss wears off it, it, it was a question i kept asking myself almost throughout when um I was reading the book, like what, what makes a 20 year marriage head for divorce? What makes a 30 year marriage head for divorce? What makes a two year marriage head for divorce? What creates that tension that doesn't make that bliss continue to create that spark? I think with that, um, we have to go back to, like you mentioned, the why, why did you get married? And then Ultimately, we have to look at God's why of why he created marriage. And when you look at that and uh, regardless of what your why is, you know, if it was something superficial or what have you, but if you can submit your why to God's why for creating the institution of marriage, then you can figure it out. I think we're back. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But so when you submit your why to God's why for creating the institution of marriage um, and then submit to God's plan for your marriage, not for marriage in general, but for your marriage, why did he put you together? That's going to change that perspective because you realize that your union is not even for just the two of you. It's for a bigger purpose. Uh, everyone's marriages. It mm -hmm. may not be for a national platform. It may not be for, you know, uh, international speaking engagements or, you know, a marriage ministry, but there is a bigger purpose that he did. And one of them is, you know, uh, uh, recreate, you know, procreation, you know what I'm saying? Intimacy and procreation to keep your heritage going, to keep your bloodline going. So you fighting for your marriage may be the, um, may be the yes or no's for your bloodline continuing, you know what I'm saying? And if the enemy can, can, um, can trick us to thinking that we are the enemy, then we will, we can, we can, he can actually destroy a whole bloodline through one uh, union. Um, so just changing your perspective, looking at it differently, uh, what causes some of that to happen is lack of, loss of connection. You know what I'm saying? When you lose connectivity, you lose power, right? And so there are little bitty things that can add on and pile into um, that disconnection. So we have you have to do things that are going to in, you intentionally keep you connected. There are days you're going to wake up and you know what? I don't even want to, I don't want to do the married thing today. However, you have to, okay, let me tell you, this is how I'm feeling. Keep that open communication. This is how I'm feeling. We need to do something that's going to cause us to connect. A lot of times just laying in the bed, that pillow talk, we love pillow talk, mm -hmm. laying in the bed and like you had us do today, reminiscing. Because when you reminisce and you think about those happy feelings, all those happy hormones get to flowing. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, and you start feeling good. You know, it lightens up your inner mood. Um, and then it helps you to see the positive in that person. If all I did was think about the negative, the negative, the negative, then guess what? I'm going to be ready to throw up the white flag and say, you know what? I'm done. 
So I have you have it takes intention. You have to want to you have to want to fight for it. Would you agree, babe? Oh yeah, you have to want to fight. And, and um I think that um you have to have I mean I I won't say maybe you have to I will tell you what I had. Yeah, I had I had a vision from God. I had a what God showed me with how my marriage was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what came, I stood in faith. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't look like it, it didn't sound like it, and oftentimes it didn't feel like what I saw. But what God showed me, I was like, God, you promised this to me. Yeah. And um, I'm going to stand on it. So when Ayana would be like, well, like you, you got the book when she was like, I'm done. I'm, you know, um, I would have my moments where I, I think I'll be done too. Then God would always put me back in check. What did I tell you? What did I promise you? Stand on my promises. So I had to stand on his promises. And then the second thing was that the, in order for that promise to and that vision to become a reality, um, I, I, had, I realized that. Ayana wasn't a problem that I had to work on me. Yeah. And then she, and we used to say this, you go to your corner and work on you and I'm going to go to my corner and work on me and let God work on us. And then we're going to meet in the middle, you know, because a lot of times when we get married, you know, we don't know ourselves. Yeah. So you'll see a person, a couple married 20 years, then uh, 24 years. And then, okay. Um, Yes, during the dating stage, everybody was so cute. Everybody was so fine. You know, oh, she's all nice and everything. So then I get married and and we go through this. But but then you start learning, seeing seeing different things about yourself. You don't know what makes you tick. You don't know what makes you upset. You don't know what makes you angry. So um, uh, and you don't if you don't know about yourself, you really don't know about your wife. Um, And so during our time together, we've learned. I've learned myself a lot more. Yeah. Still learning. I learned a lot about Ayana and we shared these things with each other and the things that we felt like that was um, detrimental to our, our marriage, we quit because ultimately the promise that God has us is our yes and amen. And we believe that promise that God has for us. And so we had to quit the things to stop us from grabbing the promise. And after 24 years, we're in it 24 years. And I I, I can honestly say that we're in the best stage of our marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Looks like someone is agreeing to the pillar talk. It's it's yeah. it's very. It's, I think that one thing that you said, Jonathan, was that intimacy, and Ayana said the intentionality. Once those two don't get out of the marriage, um, everything will fall into place because both of you just want it to be back to where the love and joy and everything used to be. Now, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask a quick quick question, um, and, and it, it, the question just dropped in my spirit, which was people um how how can the past be a detriment um to having that rekindled fire in marriage a lot of people have had a lot of baggage and a lot of issues um in their marriage before now and um or even in their relationships and for them it's it's more or less like they don't see just like you said jonathan it's not necessarily the person it's that issue it's that thing that that person is doing so when we face the issue itself we get to see the best person. But what happens when I still hold on to the past and I'm in this marriage, but I'm struggling because the past is still holding me bound? Wow. You get a little bit, maybe both of us will jump <laughs> on this a little. <laughs> uh, the, I think the important thing about the past, because I mean, we had past stuff from even our childhood that we brought into the marriage. So the first thing is to acknowledge the past, acknowledge the hurts, acknowledge the trauma, acknowledge the wounds, right? Um, but be willing to heal heal from those. You know what I'm saying? Um, even some, we had past hurts between each other, you know? Um, so you have to be able to acknowledge it so that you can be healed, but you have to be committed to being walking out that healing process whatever it looks like we always 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 recommend a professional counsel um for you know helping you to unpack some of that baggage um and lay it all out on the table but you know how it is when you like to clean out the closet if you pull everything out of the closet to reorganize it but you leave it in the middle of the floor for weeks and weeks and weeks, <laughs> you've just created a bigger problem. Yeah. So once you pull it all out of the closet, you have to be committed to going back in and reorganizing it so that you can actually be healed from it. And then just walk out that healing and forgive. Forgiveness is a 
thing. And unforgiveness will hold you to the past, to the past. The past happened. There's nothing that we can do to uh, erase the past. However, we can move forward from the past. We still have scars. Yeah, we do. Uh, but the wounds don't hurt like they hurt then. But it took us walking out that process of healing through counseling, through therapy, um, through forgiving ourselves, through forgiving each other, that we are able to get beyond that. So the past is there, but it doesn't have to be a bondage. It can actually be a lesson to catapult you mm -hmm. into something even bigger for your right. future. Right, right. Because what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for our good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're still here. There we yeah, go. There said, we go. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um. And so, and then what, what we, what I realized too in my, in my self journey, because marriage has helped me become a better person. Yeah. It helps me become um, a, a better visual mm -hmm. in life. And so, um, but what I had to learn was that my past helped create the person that I am now. Yeah. Whatever happened to us in the past, whatever, even the bad stuff, even the bad stuff it helps bring you to who you are now. And so then there has to be a level of being honest about yourself. Yeah. So, oh, I don't forgive because this past. I have a hard time with forgiving because of my past. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time of trusting because of my past. But then, but but, but so that it, once you realize that that's where you are and being honest with yourself instead of pointing the finger at your spouse, then you can move forward. Yeah. Then you can be healed. Then you know God as a healer. Then yeah. you know God as a deliverer because the God delivered me from my past hurts. And now since I'm past that, then I can walk in the power of deliverance. And mm -hmm. then that that uh, that amount of love and everything is shared within the marriage. Then I can walk in I, the new me. You know, God, you. the new me, the, the one that God says that that you know, once we accept Him, we are born again. We are no longer we're new creatures in Him. Then we can now, you know, spiritually we're there, but God also wants us to, to grab hold to that that we we transform. Mm -hmm. You know, Romans twelve and two. You know, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, and that word renew um, in, in in the Greek is really talking about like uh, upgrade. Yeah, a renovation. Mm -hmm. It looks totally new. So if I get my my basement renovated, when it, when it's done, it looks nothing like it used to look. Yeah. And so when God finishes renovating us from our past, we'll look nothing like we used to look. And we could, I mean, that's what really happened in our relationship. He renovated everything. So now when she's angry or am I angry, we don't respond the same way. Nope. We respond differently because we've been renewed. Yeah. And I think what happens with a lot of couples is they throw up the, the they throw up the white flag. They quit in that renovation process because, mm -hmm. you know, things have to be hammered down. You know, you got to tear down walls. You got to get rid of all of the um, all of the old stuff. And I think what happens is a lot of people can't handle the renovation process. That's when they, you know, throw in the towel and, you know, walk away from walk away from each other instead of really um embracing what's happening and that god is really trying to renovate them as individuals right not their husband trying to tear them down or their wife trying to um uh their wife trying to do something but you know god is really trying to god is really trying to work some things out right and so and the whole thing like you said renovation that's hard work it's painful like knocking down walls you know what i mean like the cleanup the restructuring. Now that's hard work. You're sweating, man. You know that's tough work. But when you finish, you're so proud of the product. Mm -hmm. And so God wants to do that, um, like like for us. And He did. In the, but, but from our past, He's renovating the past. That answers the question. You know, our past. He's making us new. So your past can either hurt you, yeah, or it can help you. And I think it's I think it's your choice of, your of choice. what you want, what you choose to take from your past. And that, you know, because I mean, the scriptures are true. All things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord. Even my yes. past hurts. It's working for my good. Now, how can it work for my good? It's working for my good because those tests and trials are making me stronger in Christ. You know, it's making my faith stronger. It makes me a better person. I have to love my wife as Christ loves the church. I'm commanded to by scripture. Yeah. So that's like for, for me. And that's the hardest thing ever um, to do. But in order to do that, we have to look like him. Yeah. And walk like him and talk yeah. like him and you know and see how he loves us. And so that um I mean so going through my past and re God delivering me from my past and freeing me up from my past, seeing how my father spoke to me or how, how my family did things, how you know I can't necessarily bring that to 
to the marriage and seeing the good things from that and the bad things from that. You know, just old saying you eat the fish and spit out the bones mm. from our past. Sometimes mm. there's some good mm. things there that those bones we need to get rid of those. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Um, so before I before I continue, um, please if you have any questions, please just send it away. Um, one thing that I never I don't think I knew until I read the book was this particular part. I remember God telling me I had to put Jonathan in the place where only he, God, should have been. Mm. And in my head, I had to ask myself, have I put my husband in the place where only God could have been? Do, do you want to say a little bit about that? The, the reason why we're talking about this, people, is because we want to celebrate more 30, 40, 50-year-old great marriages and yeah. those marriages that are fulfilling purpose in Christ. But a lot of times we quit on the marriage instead of quitting on those things that made the marriage go from I quit to I refuse to quit. So when do we do that? Is it a conscious thing? Is it something we don't know? And when God took you through that phase, how was it like? Mm. Um, okay, let's start with when when we do it, is it conscious? It was totally unconscious for me. Um, but Jonathan became my everything, almost like my, I, I wouldn't say my God, but he became my everything. My mm -hmm. life totally, um, I surrounded my life by him. My schedule was totally um, um, um De depended upon what does Jonathan need or what is Jonathan doing or you know it was all around Jonathan everything um and in a sense I even I think I even said it before and he promised to like bring me you know he he promised he was gonna take me from I grew up in a single parent home great home but you know teenage years all this stuff um he was going to marry me and he was gonna take me away you know he was gonna be my prince charming my knight in shining armor um so I would count on him when things would happen in my <laughs> life or or I was going through things my first instinct was to call Jonathan. It wasn't to pray. It wasn't to uh, get in the word or seek uh, seek God on it or anything like that. When I had an important decision to make, let me call Jonathan and get his opinion. So the things that I should have been going to God for, I was going to Jonathan for. Jonathan was becoming my savior, which he was not my savior because mm -hmm. he had no he had no control over my soul. Never did he ask for that position. Never did he require that position. And he didn't even really realize he was in that position. You know what I'm saying? But then when God calls us to have a huge breakup, he literally, Holy Spirit literally told me, now I've got you where you can only depend on me. So I had to go back to that place in God and reroute and reground myself in the things of Christ. Because Jonathan was doing his thing at this, you know, at the time we had broken up. Um, so when he, it, but he, he, read, he gave me assurance that, you know, Jonathan and I would be together, but I had to get back into my rightful place and get back in alignment with Christ because I was totally aligned with Jonathan, but my alignment, my devotion, my relationship with, with Christ was rocky. You know what I'm saying? So unconsciously I did it, but he very, very, he being God, very, very intentionally put me back in alignment with him. Um, and I'm grateful that I was able and in a place to listen to him that it didn't have, you know, because, you know, God is a jealous God uh, that nothing detrimental had to happen to either of us to get me back into that place of alignment uh, with him. But, you know, just the, some of the, you know, just some of the things that uh, I, were, I was doing again, I was young, um, but I was um, in a relationship enough with God to know that what I was doing when he brought it to to my attention was not um was not in alignment with the things of Christ. Thank you very much. So I just displayed the title of the book. It's on Amazon. So if you're in the UK, the US or Canada, you should either get a paperback or hard copy. Um, and if you're someone that loves to read ebooks, it's on Kindle. So you could just get it for Canadian, it's $9.99. I don't know how much it's in pounds, but $10 can change your marriage, people. $10. Yes. $30 yes. can change your marriage if you love to read ad copy, but it's been a book that has been blessing my life. Um, one of the things that um, I wanted to read, which is something that I remember that a lot of people are always more concerned about how is the person affecting this? How is the person, oh, we, we're very quick to shift the blame and put the blame on just the other person. And I wanted to read this. Um, I chose to stop focusing on the hurt and decided to concentrate on detoxing myself from the negativity of that relationship instead. 
I started dealing with the root of the problem that was causing me to have unhealthy ties with him to begin with. I was always the savior in our relationship. I was always funding things, always going. So you were doing all these things, but not knowing that, oh, this is how it's affecting you. This is how um, this, and, and most people don't know. We just, and, and I think it's like the mom instinct, if I, I will put it that way. Um, I just want to put the, um, just the comments that we're, we're having yeah. in between. Yeah. Um, so, so you, you know, the funny thing is, I think it's a mom instinct because I remember when I first gave, but I wanted to be on top of everything, just like when I just got married and mm -hmm. my mom had to call mm -hmm. me and she was like, girl, you just have to calm down, you know, slow your groove. Like everything will still happen. Like if the, if the house is a certain way of, 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 or if, if something is not exactly how you put it, just take a breather. And I think that a lot of um, moms out there just need to sometimes just take a breather. I know you want everything to look perfect sometimes, but just because of your mental health, sometimes just take that breather and just walk away and look at that mess and see how beautiful that mess is. Um, I saw, I saw a, a picture, I think it was a tweet, and the person showed this mom lying on the floor. The whole house was filled with a lot of toys and two babies were running around. And she's like, this was how I spent my day and I was, and I achieved a lot. And that was her a lot. And I'm like, you know, sometimes just tell yourself I achieved a lot. So tell us a little bit about when children came into the mix of things, because when you got married, um, you had a baby like immediately. <laughs> and I, and I, I kind of sent you a message. Like that was the same thing for, <laughs> that was the same thing for me. We, we literally, it was like t exactly 10 months after we had our baby. So, when children came in the mix of things, a lot of things happen to a lot of marriages. Um, people get carried away with wanting to just be parents and forget to be the friends, the lovers, the, the, the two people that couldn't do without calling each other every day. And we take that role of being a parent. So sharing your own experience, when you say having more kids and you're from, from you having your first kids to having more kids, how did the dynamics of, of things change? Wow. Um, and I think we had we had a joke at our church for a while because um, they were saying that, you know, man, every time you look at that girl, she ends up pregnant. I was pregnant. Like it seems like for uh, I mean, five, you know, for four or five years back to back, uh, it seems um, because my children are stair steps. Um, they're two, two and a half years between each of them. Even the oops. Well, she's not an oops. God, God purpose, uh, purpose her. But even the <laughs> one that we didn't, it's a long story. Never mind. Yeah. So <laughs> way left. Bring it back. Stay focused. Uh, <laughs> so um, with that, uh, now, again, we were married for um, well over a year before, um, maybe a year and a half before we actually had our child. However, uh, of course, you know, we were married for almost a year before we ever had a wedding. Right. So uh, if you don't know now, you know, get the book, you'll understand. Mm -hmm. it. Um, so we were married, uh, like, like you said, right at 10, 11 months before I, I got pregnant. I think I got pregnant the week that we actually moved in together once our family knew that we were yeah. married. So when you say right after, right after. Right. Um, and I don't even it was only the grace of God because we weren't doing anything different. I promise you, uh, for mm -hmm. those 10 months, he just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, but one thing that was important to us and we had people in our ear, um, um, that told us, and I thought it was harsh then, but now being on the other side of it, I see why they were saying what I was, what they were saying. And they told us, don't let our children get between us because, um, the children are going to grow up and go and you're still going to be there together. Yeah. Um, and we even uh, commented not too long ago because our children are 18, 21 and 23. So we are empty nester ish. Uh, mm -hmm. I say that because they uh, are still, still kind of come and go. Um, yes. they, they still live here, but they uh, um, my daughter is in college and she lives mm -hmm. pretty much in, in this, this city and state where she's in school. Um, but they are adults now. And I looked at him uh, and I told him, I said, babe, you know what? I, I see the importance of what we were told, because if we had let our whole life be wrapped up into our kids, now that it is just you and I and now our, our three month old puppy, um, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't know you, you know, <laughs> and if I didn't like you, you know, if we weren't friends, I can really see how someone could be like, you know, I can't, I can't do this. I don't want to redo this. So just being just for us, um, of course, we 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 had some you know some issues, but God blessed us uh, as far as the domestication of raising the children. We had we had a lot of help, um, and I actually wanted uh, help in the mm. home. I, it took me forever. Um, I'll tell the story of when we went on our our honeymoon. Uh, Nisi, our, our oldest, was about six months old, and um, it was my first time away from her uh, because I didn't let her go places. She was with my mom, so you know perfectly safe place and everything but um we were at the beach and walking the walking in the moonlight you know it's supposed to be so romantic you know my first time being to the beach seeing the ocean just beautiful mm -hmm. and my heart was back at home with my baby and my husband wow. sat me down and he said if you want to go home we can go home if you want to let you know mm -hmm. she's safe. if mm -hmm. you want to let that ruin what we have here and what could be a great week, I'm willing to do it, but we're gonna miss out on this opportunity to enjoy what's here. We know she's safe. And that kind of just resonated with me. And we end up having the best week, you know, enjoying ourselves. You know, I checked in on her or whatever, but it's just, just I had to do it. So it's kind of like ripping that Band-Aid off and making it happen. Honey, by the time we got to the third, it's like, who who, who wanted to stay at your house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can stay, you know what I'm saying? So it does change. But it was just getting to that point. But that really made sense. And then, you know, beyond that, and people telling us, you know, don't let them come between. And not necessarily they were coming between us, but I had to like cut that even I was just the only one that could care for my care for my baby. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And when help came, allowing help to help um, so that I could spend that time. And I think that kind of stuff was very important right. for us early, you know, early on. Just, I don't know. I, I don't I mean, remember I any time to put them ahead of you. Um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily putting putting them ahead of me, but we, we, we had to be we had to share. Yeah, okay. I had I had to learn to share her. Yeah. Um, share Ayana with the kids, and <clears throat> so that was a process uh, because because they were that that was something new. And and one thing we have to do in marriage is like there's going to always be different degrees and different levels of things that are happening. So you have to be. Um, I, I always say be be caring and be understanding. So um, when the, when the children came, I had to had to to be understanding that I had to share, but also we, we, we raised the kids together. We, we were together with it. So if in the middle of the night, if the baby was crying, it's not just a yellow to go get the baby, but I yeah. go get the baby. Yeah. Um, I go change diapers. I will feed them. You know, we would do it together and doing that together actually helped us come closer. Yeah. Um, I think it helped build a bond. There's a bond that parents get. And then, so, so it's a little bit different from dating. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, it gets, more the bond could be more intense the the as you go if you do it together and um not just like oh babe that you go get the children or you do this you feed no i fed my babies you know what i mean i walk with my children and you know i i will, I will walk the night with them when they cry you know those type of things we did that together so um that was um i think that helped us and yeah. uh, i hope that helps someone else as they start to have kids and stuff but that helped us and um and somebody asked um, a question here. If it's all right to answer that, I don't know if it's all right. Well, let's to let's get to that. Let's let's wait for that one because um, I want to. Yeah, okay. I want to piggyback on on what he said. Acts of service is one of my primary love language. So when Jonathan would care for the children and he would do for the children, especially without me having to tell him, of course that brought us closer closer together because he was speaking my love language. You know what I'm saying? Um, so him doing it, I mean, even, even down to trying to, my children have heads full, of, you know, heads full of hair by girls. Well, even my son did, but he would even sit and, and do their hair. So of course that made my heart grow bigger. Uh, and it, and it did strengthen that bond that we had, uh, definitely. So, uh, and, and, and he was doing that love languages. It was a thing, but you know, it wasn't like the going, you know, buzz thing. So he wasn't doing it because it spoke my love language, but in him doing it, I didn't even realize it. That's why that bond continued to grow. So, yeah. That, that's amazing. So before, before we take this question, I wanted to ask a question, um, which I think I, I would love Jonathan to take. And it's a question where you go on dates and um, it's more or less like, you go on a, on a vacation, 
how do we kind of empty our mind? Because it was good that you were able to remind her that we're in this space, enjoy this moment, enjoy this time, enjoy just me and you together. A lot of times just as being like adult life makes you think about 1000 other things. So how do we bring up minds back to enjoying the moment with just your spouse? Oh, wow. So, um, a good, good question, because you can get caught off into everything. And especially with these phones and everything that we have today, you could carry your work and your job with you yeah. on a vacation. But um, and um, I, I just think I mean, we've been saying this word a lot to, today, but being intentional to yeah. say, OK, this is what we're doing. And then I'm going to tell you another word that we didn't we haven't used yet, but setting boundaries. Yeah. Healthy. Oh, yeah. Having healthy boundaries is so important. I mean, like, so Ayana and I communicate these boundaries. Like we, we have a, a trip plan for next week. And we've already talking about the boundaries that we're going to set on the trip. You know, mm -hmm. during these hours, we're not going to pick up the phone. We're not going to the computer, but we come in an agreement with that. Right. You know, and so when you set those boundaries like that, and then and, and not only are we not going to pick up the phone, but we're going to be intentional to be sure to have conversation, to be enjoy, enjoy each other. And, you know, um, and, when, and conversation is not about bills, the children, even the uh, the marriage ministry, it, it, none of that. It's just going to be about you or I. Yeah. So and setting that. So setting those boundaries, healthy boundaries um, are like incredible in all aspects of our lives. But having boundaries for for that, for that intentional, for that with the question that you just asked when we're when we're dating and everything, or when we go out, setting those boundaries. This is what we're going to do. And honestly, um, you know, after twenty four years, sometimes you know, you know. People could, could be like, oh, how's there still passion? How's there still love? You know, do even like, do you get bored with her and everything? I, I mean, I really don't. I, I really don't get bored with her because even in her quietness, I'm at peace because she's next to me. You know, we might not have a whole lot to say, but if she's holding my hand, because one of my love languages is touch, you know, or she's just like rubbing on my head while I'm driving, or we're sitting there, you know, that together. I'm not bored because she's 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 in my presence. So um, and then he knows that I am in the moment. She's in the moment. Exactly. Well, this is this is amazing. Um, so the question is, how challenging was it co-authoring your book? Um, was there a lot of disagreement on which direction to go? Um, well, God gave me the vision. I don't think he jumped. I mean, it's, it's how it happened. God gave me the vision for the book. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was right. kind of like, <laughs> uh, God said that, uh, we're going to write this book, you know? So, and one thing about us, we, we, um, we believe in the voice of God. And so if Jonathan comes and tells me that God told him something, then I have to submit to that because I am not going to fight against God. You know, if I do, I'm, it's going to be me and God. Right. Um, so when I when I came to him, and I said, you know, God told me to uh, write this book, uh, but this is how it's going to be. You have to write part of it, too. Um, he totally submitted to that. Uh, but then knowing um, his temperament and knowing his schedule, <laughs> getting Jonathan to sit down and write wasn't going to happen. So um, I had to ask God for strategy of how is this going to happen? And I mentioned pillow talk. Some, I mean, one of my one of my favorite times with Jonathan is early in the mornings, uh, summer mornings. He's a uh, he's an educator and a, a worship pastor. So you know, school school hours, uh, school school time. He, he's gone early in the mornings, but in the summertime. We have those mornings together, right? Or during breaks, we have those mornings together. So I capitalized on those um, and just got um, him to talk about whatever the chapter was, and I would I would record it. I would literally record it and then transcribe it later. Um, so we didn't have that. We didn't have uh, a lot of disagreement on which direction to go because God gave us strategically how it was supposed to go. It's an actual. Um, I'll get my son it's to. A flip book. It's a flip book. Uh, I'll get my son to. And you have the ebook, so you don't even know the uh, full totality of it. Um, um, so the book. So, so I, the I, I only had to get the ebook because I would. I, the book couldn't get here um, until after the show. I think it gave me between March and April, and I'm like, I have to have read the book before I had one of you. Right, 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 right. So it is a flip book meaning it's double-sided. So I write half of it. Uh, I write half of it. Uh, and Jonathan wrote the other half. And um, 
it uh, gives part of my perspective and then it goes into part of Jonathan's perspective of things that we quit. Um, but God gave us that. He showed me, he showed me the flip, he showed me the cover, he showed me, you know, everything about it. So it wasn't a whole lot of disagreement to come with that because it was literally what God showed me. Now, did I have some uh pushback because it hasn't been done? I did, uh, not just from Jonathan, but even from our publisher, I did. Um, and so Jonathan would be like, Hey, you know, let's let's just uh if, it, if it's gonna be easier, let's just do it that way because you know it can get out, you know. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really shake what God has had told me. So he's like, Okay, if God told you to do it this way, then we're gonna cover it in prayer, uh, blah blah, you know. Um, so um, so we didn't have a lot of disagreement there. Uh, the biggest challenge of uh writing it, um co-authoring it was when we hit spots and I, we've been writing this book since 2016. So the biggest challenge was hitting uh, spots of our story that we hadn't quite walked out healing all the way and then going through, bringing that back up uh, and um, going through that healing and that, that healing process of it, especially on things that we thought we you know, we're healed from, you know, and that kind of like hitting you out off, catching you off guard and then having to take, I remember sometimes taking minutes because some, some of the, some of the stuff that Jonathan wrote, uh, or told me, and I had to like, you know, poker face it while he was dictating it to me. <laughs> but some of the stuff was the first time I had heard some of his actual feelings towards some of this stuff or how it actually happened. Um, and that was tough for me for sure. Uh, and I would have to go back and tell him, I didn't realize that, or I didn't realize that's what you were thinking then. Um, but we had moved on from it. So uh, that was probably the most challenging part was hearing each other's story mm -hmm. and a lot of it, hearing it from that perspective for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I could say that um, I want to say this, that during the challenging parts and us writing those parts that Ayana mentioned, um, it was, it, you know, for me too, it was the first time hearing some things as well. So, you know, you had to process that. But what I want to say is us saying yes to God and actually processing this book, she said since 2016, that whole process actually brought us healing yeah. too. So um, the book, the saying yes to God and doing God's will by writing this book and being open, it brought us healing. We're at a point where we could talk about those things and it doesn't hurt anymore. Nope. You know, and that's why I also that know that there's healing in the in those books and those words in that book for others because he healed us. Mm -hmm. So as others read, I believe that they're going to be healed. That's why God had us to do that. So the thing about time is it flies when great things are being talked about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I look at the time and it's almost we're almost at the end of one hour and I'm wondering how time flies. <laughs> but before you go, before you go, I want to talk about something that I think a lot of people tend to do and it's trying to control everything about their marriage. How can one quit? For those, you have to go read this book, guys. You have to go read this book. But before you go, I would want you to talk about how can a couple quit controlling their marriage? So how can a couple quit controlling their marriage? Great question, right? Um, I think that I, it was so much into that question. We could be here probably another 30 minutes or 40 minutes answering that question. But I just, to really get to it is like submitting your ways to God's ways. Yeah. When you submit your way to God's ways, you know, loving your wife like Christ loved the church, loving others as you would love yourself, doing it God's way, will cause you to quit your ways. Because if you be honest about your, your ways, a lot of our ways were sinful, a lot of our ways were selfish, a lot of our ways were prideful. When we put those things down and say yes to the Lord on his way, that allow us to start quitting the things that are not like 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 him and, and start doing the things that are like him and guide us to the point where we will refuse to quit the marriage because that's his plan. That's his plan. He wants us, he wants marriage to work. Marriage will work if we do it his way. You answered that so good because I know where that chapter goes, but that that's the that's the that's the clear cut answer. Submit your way to yeah. God's way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I believe that sometimes because we know that um, we can do it by ourselves, we almost want to become God in those situations. But I think, mm -hmm. like you said, just 
taking the back seat most times and letting God, I think it was a devotional we did two days ago and it was more or less, it was let God be the managing director and you being the junior junior staff or whatever it is, but just letting yeah. him drive and Jesus take the wheel kind of situation. But yeah. people have been personally so blessed by this book and by this conversation today. I wish we could go on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. We'll, be here to go. we'll be here to tomorrow. Um, so before you go, two things I want you to do, just your final words to couples out there um, that would want to create that heaven on earth in their home, what would you tell them today? And at the end, um, whether it's Jonathan or Ayana, to just pray for families out there that God should just help um, create and make the spark continue to be alive. Okay. Um, and and as, I, as we close, I know time's wrapping up. Here is the book. So that is the flip of the book. Um, our, what I would say to couples and families who want to create that heaven on earth in their uh, in their um, marriage, uh, if you had a traditional American wedding, we have vows, and one of the vows that we we take a vow to love, honor, and cherish. And uh, we put a lot of emphasis on the vow to love, but I think we forget the vow to cherish. So I would really, really admonish couples to never ever forget the vow to cherish. If you have forgotten the vow to cherish, if you've been taking your spouse for granted, if you kind of just been going on with the routine of life, go back and recommit to your vow to cherish, to honor, to uh, really treasure what's inside of your spouse. And that's going to bring that connection. And that's going to start the healing, um, the healing process. And then let us know that when you, when you've taken that vow to cherish, because we are committed to helping 1000 couples before the end of 2022 to recommit to their vow to cherish. Mm -hmm. Should we pray now? I'm um, just your final words. Oh, my final words. Wow. I just want to um, I want echo my wife um, and the whole idea of us just cherishing each other. I mean, that whole idea. I, I, oh, my goodness. It means everything to me. Now, I, you know, we're living in the pandemic, of course, and people, um, uh, unfortunately, we're losing loved ones and um, I've lost some loved ones. And, um, this time has made me cherish her even more. Every moment that we get together is a date. Every time, we, even right now, we're on a date this doing a date. this. This is a date. Anytime <laughs> we can get together, it's a date. I cherish her. Anytime I can get on the phone with her, I cherish that uh, that conversation. So I value. So value. Learn to value your wife. I mean, so or your husband. So um, couples, allow God to help you to forgive, yeah. so you can walk in the newness of what He wants to send you to. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I, I would just love you to pray for families out there. And uh, probably when you're done, I'll just do a couple of um, tags so people could get the book and follow you and, and kind of, yeah. So. Right. Father God, we just thank you so much for this time of um, coming together. God, I pray right now that you and your power and your power of the Holy Spirit begins to move on the couples that are listening to this, the couples that will hear this, couples that will read the book. God, and I pray right now that you cause your spirit to cause come in and cause them to love each other again, to cherish each other, to forgive each other, to let go, to walk into something very new. God, God, I believe that you are renovating marriages. God, you are yes. making things special. God, again, yes. God, you fire back into the homes of God. Yes. And God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper, God. We will win. And God, we, we will, marriages will become popular again. Yes. People will Amen. look at marriage as a good thing again, God, because it's the core of who we are. It's the foundation of our society, family is, God. So God, this this attack that's on, the, um, on, on families that may even be listening, God, I, we, come, we come against that in the name of Jesus, God. Yes. We, and God, God, we come against that, that attack that thing will destroy and take away all the love, but God, God, we know that God, that what the enemy comes to steal, God, you will, you will, God, restore, God, yes. you will make it, whatever the canker worm came and took away, God, you said you will restore, God. Yes. God, I believe that yeah. you are restoring, God, and you are giving back, God, to our marriages, oh God, and that marriages will flourish, God, and families will flourish, yeah. God, and you will understand the why and the and, and the plan that you have for um, every marriage, God. Let yes. every marriage see their why and their plan, God. So we yes. thank you for it, God. We glorify you, and we, we give your name praise in Jesus' name. Name we pray. Jesus. Amen. And thank God. Amen.
Amen, amen, amen. So people, please make sure that you go on. Um, you can follow on Instagram. You can follow um, at Ayana Kilgore. She has everything. And if you go to Life Matter, our page, Life Matters on Adedere, I believe that we um, have the um, book. We have both of them tagged, so just follow them. Click the link in their bio. Uh, make sure that you get this book. It is amazing. And you can get it anywhere worldwide. So whether you're in Nigeria or Ghana or South Africa or Canada or Kenya, wherever you are, you should go get this book. It is it is, it is an amazing book. Like, people, I, I, I don't think, probably I'm also on a date watching with this with my wife. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And and like they said, the intentionality to always just crave that intimacy with your partner, learn to forgive, let to let go. Um, and it's it's just important to get materials and have more people. I think that um as a Christian society, we should just continue to establish that fact that we should celebrate more marriages that are doing well, that are doing great. Um, because yeah. like I said what's what's been announced more is oh this christian couple broke up this christian this but there's so many christian homes that are doing amazing work for god so i want to continue to say a big thank you to both of you for being here today and uh coming on the show um if you want to watch back please go to um the link in my bio or the link in the show bio which will be um my my name Anwar just go on youtube you can rewatch this um you can go to all um podcast digital platforms to listen to this um very um apple podcast google podcast whatever podcast you use to listen um just go right there and you can listen and you can share with your friends um that have families or even that are about to get married and you can also um give it as an easter gift to your friend get the book yeah. and send it as a gift to a friend for easter um god bless you thank you very much for watching everyone till we see you next week and with another amazing couple um, who are doing amazing things for God. Have awesome. a great weekend. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care.